Welcome back to Dr. K's Anti-Aging and Weight Loss Podcast. I know at this point you are all very eager for me to give you the right answers, all up front, on how to solve these issues. I get it. What diet is right for me? What is wrong with me? How, what can I do and how can I do it to help myself stay healthy? These are all great questions and I would love to address them all right up front in just one easy session. But as most of all the nurses I work with can attest to, when you try to do that, you immediately get the deer in the headlights looking back at you, everyone becomes overwhelmed and longevity changes are no longevity changes are made. That is not my goal. Remember, my goal is not only for today or tomorrow, but 10 years from now. We will get there. We will get to your goals. Each section is a novice of information, which counts towards our ultimate goal. Take notes if you would like, and I pray this will all benefit you. What diet is right for me is a very good question. In fact, it's a billion dollar question. If you look at the industry, you will find every option under the sea from Special K, Nutrisystems, Jenny Cray, Weight Watchers, etc. to try to help with this discussion. There are many different types of diets, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, low glycemic index, Mediterranean, South Beach, you name it. Does one of these diets exceed them all? And should we all partake in one direction? Well, that would be great if it was that easy, but no, there are different body types, which we will definitely discuss later. And each body type tends to do better with a different diet. You also have to consider your preference. If I tell a vegan to eat keto, that's not gonna work out very well. And if I was talking to the late great Betty White, who avoids all things green according to her, and I tell her to eat spinach every day, well, that wouldn't work out very well either. A healthy diet is what we all need. And how do we determine which one is right for us? Well, I'm hoping to give insights along the way. But you may also discuss these and other options with your personal physicians, who are definitely more than capable of those discussions as well. The true definition of what a healthy diet is, is one that provides the body with the right amounts of all essential nutrients from a variety of food sources. And of course, don't forget your water. About 65% of the body is made up of water. It is constantly being lost through your digestion, breathing, sweating, and urine. It is so important to replenish this loss at regular intervals. Think of it this way. How many of you drive around on an empty tank of gas? Would you recommend this for a long time? How about a long drive? No, gas is the powerhouse of our vehicles, whereas water is it to us. So don't drive your body on an empty tank. Drink water. What makes up a diet may have recently been called macros. This is actually an abbreviation for macronutrients from a flexible dieting plan system. But in general, macros are important first to learn about because if you don't know what they are and what they can do for your body and what they can do to your body, well, there can be a bit of a disconnect there. Macros have three predominant categories of nutrients that most of us think of when we're dieting. These are the foods you eat the most and they provide you with most energy. For instance, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. 
carbohydrates, which many call the four-letter word in food processing macros, but not really. Carbohydrates in general are the body's primary source of energy. The body will convert simple sugars and more complex starches into glucose, which is sugar, for fuel for our body cells. But we do have to realize that not all carbs are created equal. This is an important concept. Whole grains and fruits and vegetables that are high, keyword high in fiber, are the most healthy sources of carbs in general. Now, a lot of people know of the new diet low, the new diet craze called the low carb diet or ketogenic diet. This is basically when the body doesn't get enough carbohydrates, your liver will convert fats into ketones and protein into glucose or sugar, which is used to generate alternative energy. This is not bad. This is just an alternate source. Proteins are broken down into amino acids. They can be used by the body for energy, but their main role has been the building block of healthy tissue growth and repair. And if you think about this, anyone who's having difficulties with wound repair or wounds that won't heal, well, this is definitely a winner for you. Healthy protein sources include beans, lean meats, dairy, and eggs. Fats are a rich source of energy. Its job is to help in absorbing our fat-soluble vitamins. These particular fat-soluble vitamins are A, D, E, and K. And we will discuss these more at length later. Essential fatty acids cannot be made by the body and must be obtained from our foods. The healthiest fat sources include dairy, nuts, fish, and specific oils. Here are some positive tidbits about our essentials that we were previously discussed. When you are hungry and changing your diet regimen, did you know that water stretches your stomach? This triggers satiety, which means the fullness of your stomach or feeling full. The satiety, however, is very short-lived as the water is quickly absorbed. But if you combine that water with fiber, it is extremely beneficial. Fiber, especially high-fiber foods, slow the emptying of the stomach and delay the absorption of nutrients, which will also keep you feeling fuller longer. Protein affects the release of hormones, and I will discuss a whole section on hormones later. These hormones that it specifically targets are various appetite-regulating hormones. A hormone specifically called leptin is an example. This will ultimately increase your feelings of fullness as well. So protein has very many positive aspects of healing, tissue repair, tissue building, and feeling of fullness. Some fun facts for today's podcast are that grapefruit scents have actually been studied and reportedly reduced activation of the vagus nerve, which reduces your appetite as well. That's crazy. Exercise, more specifically high intensity aerobic exercise, can actually affect and release the hunger hormones, which also suppress your hunger. So two excellent additives to help reduce hunger are grapefruit and exercise. I hope you all have a blessed day.